0: What's up, Flash Podcast listeners? Andy B, your host and producer, just giving you a little cold opener as I've done in the past. So, and I will keep it short. And this week we don't have a a new episode out, sadly. We were not able to record uh, due to my super technical issues, as my internet was down throughout the whole weekend when we were supposed to record. So, sorry about that, but it's back now, and we're recording this week, so you guys get a new episode. Next week, as we're gonna go full full in now for the rest of the summer season, uh, before season six of the Flash starts. So, but for you guys this week though, um, in case you haven't gotten a chance to see them or whatnot, um, this is uh, all of uh, our amazing error interviews that we did at uh, this year's San Diego Comic Con, featuring the uh, the cast and producers of the show, including Stephen Amell, Katie Cassidy, Jonah Harkavy, David Ramsey. Greg Gonzalez, Mark Guggenheim and James Bamford. So um I hope we hope you, you will enjoy uh these little interviews from Comic Con giving us some tidbits and snippets for, for the eighth and final season of Arrow, as well as the coming Cries on Earths crossover. So uh enjoy yourself and we will see you next week for a new episode of Flash Podcast. But for now, enjoy the interviews.
1: Thank you for staying late
2: and coming to see us.
1: Thank you. I, I <laughs> <laughs> yes. But we know you're tired, and you had... I'm not? Why? A do one.
2: I look tired?
0: <laughs>
1: well, d- just like last Comic-Con, you kind of want to go out, you know, on a bang, and really just enjoy the moment, and I mm-hmm. you know you were very emotional during that panel. Yeah, those
2: people <laughs> were all assholes. Cute. Like, I don't, I don't do well with <laughs> adulation, and... What's your favorite thing about? What?
1: what? <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was tough. That was actually really tough.
1: Yeah. But Sarah came back. The, the- of course she did. Yeah. yeah of course she part. did.
2: I gave her a jacket that uh, I wore in the pilot. What's Warner Brothers going to do? Fire me? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: your, your show started off basically. You know, that's why it's called Arrow
5: So what's it going to be without you around? The
4: Berlantiverse, which is what it should actually
6: be called.
5: Okay. No,
2: you know, no, no. It's 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 still the Arrowverse. We're not, we're not we're not going away. We're just ending our run. I don't know about you guys. Clearly, you probably wouldn't be doing what you're doing if you weren't big fans of TV. All of my favorite shows have announced that they're ending before they end. I think it's important. I think that it gives the writers room and the producers and the actors and the crew I think it gives them an initiative and I I feel like it it, it points them towards the finish line Um, so I mean and call the flash first? That would be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good with the Arrowverse Tell Grant I said that,
7: by the way. Well, speaking of Grant and speaking of the fight, I was asking Mark before that, you know, before the crossover, you know, because one of the core relationships in the Arrowverse has been Oliver and Barry. Mm-hmm. And, and would you hope to see them get, getting to have a little mini adventure before the crossover? I mean, I know production can be difficult, whatnot, but would you want that? Any chance I get to work with Grant, I'll take. I
2: love working with him. Aside
4: from, I um,
2: Aside from Emily and David, he is my favorite uh, person to work with. There's something about whatever he does with Barry Allen that brings out a part of Oliver Queen that doesn't exist if I'm not hanging with him
6: that was beautiful
2: don't tell
7: don't tell <laughs> him that. well I mean are you just recorded? Um, I mean, I mean it's, it, all, of the, all of this all of that. <laughs> speaking
8: of Emily it's hard to
9: imagine Arrow now without Felicity for 10, 10 episodes with no Felicity how is how is that going to work with the team and um, how is that going to work with Oliver he's not done really well in the past when they've been separated well
2: I mean from a practical standpoint it sucks I don't like doing the show without Emily. Um, it's like trying to type without your pinky. Like it's like, well, it kind of works, but like, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like doing the show without Emily. Um, Arrow ended in 722. The show's done, right? Arrow, the final season, it's like an event series so to speak like imagine that we ended in 722 and then we took an 8 year break and then we came back for 10 episodes that's what this season is like Um, it's tough not it's tough you know being there and doing what we do without her because she's the best but I also think that you know we're gonna make do now
1: this is not spoilers to us so don't feel like you have to give us spoilers. Mark did confirm this to us that at some point we will be working with Kat. Is that true? Did he say that? He said he, he quote. He said that's exciting. It would, it would not be it would not be ideal if we didn't find a way to get Steven and Kat together in
2: a room. Same with uh, same with Ben.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, look, we're all under contract. If we go through the final season and Oliver doesn't interact with his kids in some way, shape, or form, that'd be a mistake. Wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes. So, so not knowing what that's going to look like, how would you hope?
2: I don't know. I actually don't know. I'm not trying to be coy. I don't know. I mean, what would Oliver do, right? Like, the last time that he saw Mia. Oliver, she was an in, inmate, right? Kissed her goodbye, walks away. Does he recognize her? Does he recognize William? He probably recognizes William, yeah. and William certainly recognizes him. Was that, that I don't know.
1: How would you approach that? Because yeah, your you're a father yourself, and you know you're yeah. having to have now. This idea of in 722 leaving your child—I'd
2: probably approach it like a big sloppy puddle of emotions. I'd be—I don't know—I I don't know. Like what would Oliver do? I, I mean, if all the turns around and he saw Mia as, as, as a as a grown woman,
1: he'd probably yeah. pass out, wouldn't you? Oh yeah. Oh, wow. a ball from
2: the pilot, by the way. Ball? Yeah. I don't Woo. Actual ball from the pilot.
3: Wow,
7: Damn. Like with the tennis balls? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Can I, I ask you, um, one of my favorite episodes was the Prison Riot episode. And, uh,
2: 707, yeah.
7: Yeah, can you talk a bit about uh, the challenges of filming that, especially with my favorite actor, Michael Jai White? I love that guy.
2: I mean he's amazing. The the, the, the big thing about the slab redemption was that right before it started I did a wrestling match and I fractured my hip during the wrestling match. And I couldn't make it worse, and there was nothing to do but let it heal. But I had to tell the I had to tell James Vanford, the director, Todd Pitson, the production manager, Beth, the showrunner, and Karen Ford Smith, who works in Greg's office, I'd say, hey guys, I fractured my hip. It's on me. Okay? Done fucked up. (laughs) But you can't change anything about the episode and you need to treat me as though I did not. Please don't make me land on my hip. But, and so we did it. That that, that episode was crazy. It was the the, uh, skinniest script I've ever read. Because all of the normally... All of the stage direction is written, and in this particular episode, because not only was uh, James Bamford directing it, but he was also a correctional officer. Oh wow! The stage direction said, "Bam, do something cool." (laughs) (laughs) That was it. Script was like this. What? It was like 31 pages. There were like 67. It
7: was really neat. I love that. You're leaving such a big legacy behind. When you know you. You paved the way for all these shows to come. What are you going to miss some, the most about it? I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure you can come back, but, like, I mean, this is... Even with this Oliver, it's maybe the end, at least.
2: Um, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a tough, that's a tough question to answer. I'm sorry. I, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's fine, but, it, but it, it, it's just tough. It's tough because I haven't gotten there yet. I don't know what it looks like. What it looks like for me the time being is is uh, getting up on Monday morning and walking my kid out of school. That's what it looks like right now. But I love acting. I love it so much. And uh, Arrow will always be the most important job that I've ever gotten. Right? Like I could I could I could I could relaunch the most popular movie franchise in history and it could do double what it did before era would still be the most important job that I've ever had Um, I love acting I have no idea what I'm going to do next maybe comedy
5: though. I don't think
2: so I don't think so I'd like it I'd like to do an R-rated Casey Jones with uh, Raphael but I'd like to see that Colin
6: both Colin and
1: Josh came back for a little bit of a stint, would you like to see if, if again if you I know you don't write it, but if you could do you wanna see like them really stretched out into the whole series or do you
2: think the end of the I think that um, any day that I come to set or either Colin or Josh or both Colin and Josh are on set is a great day for me. Um Josh has been, without question, one of my favorite people to work with ever on the show. And Colin is one of my very best friends. Not to say that Josh isn't, but we've just known each other longer. Both of them are so good, uh, and uh, it's so fun having Josh doing what he's doing in the
1: in the. Film. I'm not going ga- to I'm not going to ask. You're not going to can ask. I'm not going to tell you.
7: What do you It was the last special? Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. So best, many best, many best of much. luck with best the final luck. season. Yeah. I'm good. I love the haircuts. Thank yeah. you. I
8: know. I feel like I've taken like, years off. Of I was like, <laughs> carrying this dead weight, so I was like... <laughs> Gotta go. We feel
7: fresh. So you finally got redeemed after uh-huh. two seasons of waiting. Uh-huh. So what um, What are the Canaries up to now? Are they going to have any team-ups finally since they're now on the same side?
8: Oh, I'm sure. I I have no doubt. I think that, you know, but I think this season is going to be a, a tribute to all of the seasons of the show. Um, so I definitely think we'll have a little bit of everything. I also think we're going to see, well you know, sort of align herself with Oliver in terms of the um, while he fulfills his, his quest to save multiverse. Uh, I also have a new costume. Y-
7: yes. I don't know
8: if you've seen that. I've, I've seen, seen that played. he looks so really
7: good. good.
8: <laughs> so that's awesome. And they're letting me keep my hair short, which I also do love because it's fresh, right? It keeps things fresh. Oh. Um, and I'm directing eight oh three. Yay. which I wanted to do for a very long time, so I'm really excited about that, and uh, I actually went through the WB program over hiatus, director's program, and it's a two-month program, and I learned so much, um, I've had James Banford, who's been such a dear friend and mentor to me, he's like a brother, uh, you know, shadowing him, he's kind of guided me, and he's brilliant when it comes to, to directing. Well, we could with It would not be the show without James Bamford and obviously Stephen. <laughs> but he had a he's boots on the ground, James, because our our writers and producers are in L. A. and we're shooting Vancouver. So he's the one in the Vancouver making all the stuff happen, <laughs> um, which is awesome. I hope I answered your question.
7: Yeah, oh, of course.
8: Okay.
7: Have <laughs> hey, you do anything about your episode?
8: okay. But it covers... I feel like each season represents something of the show. And it covers a place and a time. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
9: Do you want to see uh, some Earth 2 characters from your characters past, appear in the final season? Um, do you want to see some of Earth Two characters from your character's past in the final season?
8: Like my character from Earth Two. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, I want. I, I she's. I mean, Black Siren. Black Siren's bad. Black Siren. Right. It's so fun to play. Right. But also, you know, Laurel this season is basically like Laurel never died. She's lived, and I do get to keep um, incorporate a little bit more of. That sass and that uh, you know—I don't mean to say bitchiness, but edginess—a little She's a little harder than the straight and narrow.
1: Well, Um,
8: so yeah, I definitely think there's a little bit mixed in there, and it would be cool to see, like maybe a flashback episode or something, where you see the Earth Two Black Siren, where I can really just you know kill him with my set. It's fun. At
1: the end of season seven, um, we saw most of the older generation and the future storyline kind of take off and really pass the mantle to the new generation. But you did pop up for a brief moment yes. in the future storyline. Are you talking about the one in the snow scene when I got yeah. in? Yeah. How cool was that That was that scene awesome. Was awesome. Yeah. Will, how, will you be interacting with the, the kids? Certainly I hope so. I think it's um, a possibility. I don't like
8: the show or the show, so I, I would definitely love TV, I mean, Kat is wonderful. She's I, I, she's young, I don't, I'm not sure how old she is, but she is such a professional. I, I'm just so impressed with her as a person. Um, she kicks ass, she wants to work, she's hungry for it, you know, she's fun, she's, she's excited, and so it like lifts the crew up, you know? And, I definitely think that there is a world in which that could happen. Um, you should tell or ask Mark and I. See what he says,
7: and then let me know. Okay. <laughs> well, given the fact that crossover is evolving, multiple Earths. I mean, how involved does Laurel get in that? Because you know, you're from a she's from another Earth. Does she want? I mean, she must know that it's coming. So does she? Does she take a big centerpiece of that, or is it mostly Oliver who is on that journey? That's saving. Of saving the I mean, well, because sure. yeah, because if so, I
8: know, I think I know what you're asking. Yeah. Yes, Laurel will end up sort of aligning herself and teaming up with Oliver to help him fulfill this quest to see what's for sure. And I do think fans are kind of wanting to see that, especially by the way, with the new costume. Did you guys see it? It yeah. is dope.
7: Do you have any input in that?
8: Uh yeah, my hair.
7: Okay, <laughs> just that. Okay.
8: Yeah, I mean, I was like, I just guys, can we just keep this? Cause, again, fresh.
1: Okay. Other
4: than the costume, is there anything in particular yeah. that you're excited for fans to see in the final season Well, the costume. Just the costume. Yeah. I mean, not just the yeah. costume. There's so
8: many things, but for me, in particular costume. I hope to see honestly I like I like training sequences. I like when they show the girls kicking ass, not just as superheroes, but I like because then sometimes our stunt up. And I like to actually do as much as I can. So I like doing like training stuff because you're geared down and you're you know whether it be drills or boxing or you you know I actually get to do that stuff
7: you've been part of the show since the beginning and you, I mean, you've been sort of good Laurel visited. such a role model both Laurels in many ways have been a role model of so many people and you've had such a big journey what is the biggest takeaway you will take you know, when when you're rapping in November? Besides the costume <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, I mean that.
8: I, honestly the costume is for the fans I think that for me personally is learning I should say learning because I, I think I was a, a good person when I started the show but Having gratitude and appreciation, yeah. and David said it lovely, like wonderfully, on the on the panel. Just like you go and you shoot something for eight years with these people, they you become your family, and knowing you know, these this, these people will stay with me, I hope forever with or with. So, sort of walking away with family I get to have for the rest of forever is amazing, and then also. The opportunity to direct, which is a mixing. Um, And hopefully, you know, maybe they'll do, who knows, if anything can happen, another spinoff.
7: Birds of Prey? I'm
8: Mm. trying. (laughs) I think that would be awesome. I pitched it. I think that they should. Uh, It is time for women. Yes. Come on, we got this. So that would be really cool.
0: Thank you you
7: so much. Thank you. I love this. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it.
9: How you doing? How's your con?
7: It's been good. What about you? I mean, it's roller coaster, I guess. Roller coaster, roller coaster, yeah. So last season we saw so much with both Canaries, and they finally came to the same side. Can you tease anything adventurous between those two in the final season?
9: So I don't fully know what happens between them yet, but I know that there's a dynamic with the Canaries uh, and a story with the Canaries that is really cool and really exciting and really different.
7: When might we see it, like, later?
9: start to see it at the very beginning. So, thank
7: you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you're, you're, are we to assume, you know, your time as police officers come to an Actually,
9: you know, I think because now with Oliver not being there, I think uh, Dinah feels more of a responsibility to the city, so I think she's going to stay strong in her desire to be the the captain, as well as the Black Canary, instead of being so torn. Are you going to be training more Black Canaries in the um, present? oh I hope so I don't know for sure but that was one of my favorite things that you know dinosaur she was such she was very much an isolationist at the beginning and out there for herself uh, and I just love that she literally developed a network of women uh, so I, I hope that we even if it's just one shot of like just a ton of canaries okay. coming at you <laughs> yes
7: a bunch of canary cries all over oh, the yeah city. exactly <laughs>
1: exactly that'd be sick <laughs> forming in the series about how Dinah develops once Oliver's gone and once she kind of she Renee and Daniel have to put take over the mantle by themselves um how does that you know and then at the end of season 7 we saw she kind of just passed the mantle and said here you go I'm out does that how do we see do we see her in the future she,
9: so uh, you know, yeah I I believe we will, um, maybe in a different capacity, Um, but she still has a story in her Yeah, in both Yeah. Do you
1: think it's more about, uh, it's always going to be about the future of the city and the next generation? Are we going to get a chance to see Dinah be a little bit South Michigan? what she is as a woman who she wants for the next phase
9: in her life I love that question I love that question I hope especially because it's the end of the show I hope that we really uh, find you know that Dinah really finds herself that uh, and I hope that in doing so she does continue to inspire other people she does continue to you know help the next generation but I want her just to, to have both I want her to have everything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
7: Speaking of the end of the show, because, you know, you came in, you know, two years ago, you know, filling big shoes as a Black Canary, you know, you, you, I mean, personally, you pay, you've you even paid the way now to, you know, for another woman of color to play Black Canary on the big screen, so what is your biggest takeaway of the DC experience and, you know, going forward after this?
9: It's really given me a lot of confidence, and I, not only is it an honor, you know, and again, to, you know, to play a character, as a, as a woman of color, to play a character who is traditionally not, um, is extremely empowering it really does make you feel like you can kind of do anything um, so I hope that that energy continues in me especially as I audition for the next job because empowerment is uh, something that I think everybody should have some
7: so holding off that Birds of Prey TV show for you yeah.
9: guys dude me too <laughs> yeah that'd be amazing that was one of the best episodes to shoot last season it was so fun
7: I, mean, I still think you guys need to have like a big female crossover all the girls. Call she 40. Just do it.
9: Exactly, I know. Yeah, I, you know, it would be cool if we could have, even if it's obviously not a fully female centric crossover, but moments that are. Moments where their their power is uh, useful and, and featured.
5: Yeah. It's a fun, silly question. Uh, yeah. do, do any of you guys get to, uh, after the show ends, get to keep your props or costumes home with you? Oh, Take you know, your, yeah?
8: we I've
9: asked I mean there's certain situations in which you know maybe one or two things but I, I believe that they keep them like a, like you know memorialized like forever <laughs> uh yeah
3: that's
1: like at home
9: I know, you can't take it home. I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna try to steal as much as I can. Uh, you know, I'll, I've been bringing backpacks and um Fisodas so far. There, so. Maybe the badge. Maybe the badge. Old shiny is what we call it. And the stick. And the stick. Oh, well, I actually, that, oh, that's something I've already stolen, like three sticks. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I it's, Vancouver. it's
7: Vancouver because anything can happen. Anything you probably
9: got swept up in the snow. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah.
4: Do you have a favorite moment from the
2: show that you can share
9: with us? It's so hard to pick one. I, um, I think the moment when she reveals herself to Oliver uh, in 5.11, uh, and she says, you know, actually, my name is Tyler Drake, and she reveals who she is, and then you kind of get that whole the whole history and the whole legacy of the character just kind of comes alive in that moment that she even just says her name. And it's rare, as an actor, that you get one line that can say so much, especially if you've only seen the character for one episode. Uh, So that was really incredible,
7: yeah. Well, I know you, I mean, I'm not going to ask for supporters on the crisis, because, know it's impossible, but it's one of the biggest tournaments of all time. As an actor, what is it it like to get to be part of that as, not only as er errors going up, but also setting up the biggest crossover that, that has ever happened?
9: It's 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 an honor and it's you know it's a big responsibility. It's it's a lot of work and it's a lot of stories that need to be told and a lot of stories that need to come to an end and uh, you know just find closure. So uh, it's sort of like I don't know. I look at it as, as like like building something almost, and it's you know you, brick by brick by brick. Um, but it's I'm, I'm very excited for it. Yeah.
1: If you had to script it, what would be your ideal end to the dynamic? Wow.
9: Well, somehow she would train her cry back. Uh, even though I do love, very much love the fact that she is accepted that with or without the cry, you know, the cry's not what makes you the canary, it's what's inside of you, and I love that. But selfishly, as an actor as well, I think it would be very cool for her to get that back because uh, she got that from her greatest loss, and then to lose that, again, is a bit of a like, you know, it's a bit of like a gut punch. So um, that, and then also to just sort of decide, you know, she is the Black Canary, even if she does remain the police captain, Like to really own that and uh, own herself and own her space. And and also, because she did start off alone, to end with her team. I think that's really important, to end with all of these guys.
1: I think we're just um, all tired and all, and like, oh, it's <laughs> coming to an end.
9: Why? I know, I know, it's really surreal that it's coming to an end um, but I think it's also given this season meaning and it's given us you know when you know something's ending you just look at it differently just you know and, and then when it's gone you really look at it differently but we're trying to take in as much as we can and, and just really like cherish every moment including right now because you know it's uh, when you do something for 23 episodes a year and it's 10 months and sometimes 18 hour days I mean it's just uh, sometimes you can forget like how incredible and special it is what you're doing. This is a
7: good reminder. You see you've seen know, a lot of actors in the Airs are you know, now jumping into the director's chair and so yeah. is that something that you would want to do? you know I mean maybe not on air but maybe yeah. on, the, on the, you know one of the other shows, or maybe you know something yeah. else. So.
9: I never thought so. I was always really intimidated by directing. Um, but one of the incredible things about Arrow is they've made it so accessible to the actors. It's such a rare thing. Um, and I, at first, was like, no, never. Like, I don't want to run this ship. Like, it is way too big. But um, then when I see my friends doing it and, and thriving and, uh, and learning and really. Uh, now it is something I'm considering. But what I, I really do, uh, I write, and, and that's something that I really want to pursue.
1: My mind's explaining about yeah. that, about the writing? I'm like, oh, she could write episodes for
9: the show for the Totally, totally. And uh, I don't know much about the writing program. I know about the directing program, but I've been asking about it because it's, it's, it's true. I, I mean, yeah. just, it's a deep dive. It's, it's a deep
1: dive. Deep, yeah.
9: yeah,
8: it's a deep dive.
1: Especially yeah. if you're talking about taking the comics. Yes. Taking yeah. on a lot of the details. Right, so much homework. Yeah, but it's good. It's good.
9: And these guys have, have really paved the way. They're. Uh, they, they show me sort of you know a better version of what you could be. Like they all they all push and push. They're acting. They're directing. they so it's inspirational. So
1: what's the first thing you do after they say and
9: that's a wrap? Until you end? Probably gonna um, sob <laughs> for like forty five to an hour, and then uh, you know probably drink uh, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, take a breath, and you know, start writing something new, audition for something new, uh, and just sort of see what else is out there. It's it's just like a giving over. Yeah.
5: This is another fun question because um, I asked you as cast member soon. You gonna keep your regimen, you know, the, the training, the fight choreographies, like.
9: Yeah, I know. Mean, oh, it's funny. Nobody's asked me that. Yeah, i uh, that's one of the biggest things that Arrow, I think, has changed in my life is, like, my, my health, like, the way I take care of my health, oh, yeah. my physical health, my emotional health. It's really... Because you, you have to. It's a lot. It requires a lot of stamina. And, um, yeah, I, I feel better now than I did in my 20s, or when I, even when I started the show. So I not only want to continue, but I want to improve it and take it up take it up would do Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
7: Well, we know that Katie is uh, directing an, an episode soon. How is it, yes. is it? Are you excited to have oh not God. just the co but as a director now for you?
9: I am so excited. It's the most fun when your friends direct because when it's a new director you've never met. Well, I'm always at least like you know you just you don't know, but these guys know the show so well, and you know our team is doing a great job by having them direct episodes because uh, they have been here the whole time. They understand the characters. They're 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 some of the best directors, and Katie is. She is not only so talented, but she has studied so hard for this, and she's really earned it, so I can't wait. Yeah.
7: How long ago did you find out that she was doing it, directing it? She told me...
9: last year she told me.
7: Wow, yeah. it's been like, it's been building up? <laughs> a
9: big secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she, because she took, you, I mean, they don't just let you direct, you know, there's a, there's a two-month program, she was shadowing BAM, Episodes. Uh, I mean, she, as she was acting, she worked her
7: butt off for this. So, yeah. When you went into the scene, did you have like a bucket list for Diana, where you're like, guys, can we maybe just do some of this before we're all done? Is there something on your wish list you like? I really, really need this to happen.
9: The, the one thing I really wanted to happen was the Canary episode, and so the, you got it, and I got it. So I trust them. You know, I feel like they. They have a great understanding of these characters, they they have a great um, vision for the arc of the entire show, and uh, I just, I trust them.
1: And I think that's, I would say that's probably one of the, like, the biggest change your character has from when we first met her to now is her last, she is so trusting of the people around her, and is that trust going to be strengthened or lost?
9: Well, to be honest, I don't fully know the answer uh, to that this season, but I I think it needs to be strengthened because without Oliver, um, she wants to keep the team together. That's her family and that's her home, and and they need to stick together right now. Um, Thank
1: you you so much. Good luck on the final
7: season.
9: Are you feeling?
5: Oh, bittersweet? Bittersweet. I mean, this. Um, if, if this, if, if we just did a panel, it was kind of emotional, and and um, you know, you, you you feel it as you as you as you're doing this, but then you get the panel and there's three thousand people in the room, and you know, just this energy. So it's it's um, this beautiful. Yeah. And you're you're in a very
1: unique position. I mean, Stephen is around, but you're technically in the current timeline, the last OTA member standing. And where does where does that leave you? Where does that leave you in terms of the team, in terms of your personal life? Because we haven't, we also haven't yet seen um, you know your second son come into the picture. So yeah. well, how does that do your life change? Well,
5: well some of that we'll see. Um, obviously, you don't you don't have. A- and Oliver Queen without Diggle someplace near his side so you, that, that's part of our season but um, also just kind of we'll, we'll wrap up those questions there's a lot of questions that are answered in 10 episodes which which presents a bit of a challenge to the writers It um, also makes each episode kind of his own little movie we're getting to the point very very quickly and for Diggle's story it's what happens between he and Lila, who's the leader of artists? What happens between he and his children who grow up to be a in the future? Is he or is he not Green Lantern? Those are kind of the big
1: questions.
7: On that subject, yeah. because there's been all these teasers, and this past season, you know, you ha- I mean, your stepdad is literally named Stewart. Yeah. So you're John Stewart Diggle. Yeah. I mean, what are the chances that the color green is part of Diggle's future in the final season?
5: You know something, it's... Uh, in the ring. I, I don't know the if I had to put a percentage on it I don't know um, but it better be a big pay guys this is the six, <laughs> six season I'm talking about this. have you seen the new wardrobe the, the new yeah. costume just came out it's like another nod right it's like of all the colors now <laughs> he has a green helmet and a green piping in his suit so yeah these things will be answered and um, I think you guys will be happy so, yes. Okay, I will take that as a yes. Then. I yes. mean, you'll be
7: happy.
8: <laughs> what did you think about the, when you heard about kind of the new timeline and the flash forwards? And how do you like that for the character that we find out? And well, some things are, um, are preordained, sort of in the comic books and stuff. But the
9: idea that Diggle's got these two sons that are now, you know, maybe not what you might want Diggle's sons to be. At least one of them.
5: Yeah. And, um, what, what do I think about that in terms of just how, where the story goes with that? Yeah. Um, I think that's great. I think that's great. I mean, it just somebody has. Uh, it, well, you'll see that, you know, if, if anyone should have a, a, a home that is somewhat in order and everyone's kind of in line, you would think it would be different. And you find out this season that none of that happens for in the future, right? So, and I think that's great. That's the curveball. You want, you want, that's far more interesting, I think, than his art. But we answer the question as to why and where they are. I don't want really to too much worry about these, these brothers. But um, they're pivotal. And you find out what Diggler had to do with it. It's
1: surprising to say he passed down some of his daddy issues or stepdaddy issues. Yeah,
5: and, and, and we'll be ironing some of that out too, right? Like you said, he's, he's ultimately a steward. He didn't take the name. Um, maybe it does or maybe it doesn't change this season.
7: When you went into this final season, did you have like a bucket list of things you wanted to do that you asked about besides a certain ring? Are there things that has been on your bucket list that is that you will get to see without giving any spoilers?
5: Um yeah. What goes on with here and Lila is really important to me. You know, just Diggle has has um, always kind of been, I, I think, I think probably one of the more centered characters. He has a family, he has a child. He's about probably, I've always seen him as like three to five years uh, ahead of of, of, of of Oliver, just in terms of his development as a as a, as a vigilante and, and as a, someone who balances this family life and vigilanteism, right? And um, and he's done it well. So I, I think we have to answer that question. She's the leader of artists, which, you know, I would call them nefarious, but they're, but, you know, you know what kind of corporation they're. So I, I think we have to answer that, what happens with that relationship. Is right. there a
9: character you would like to see most return for the final season? There be what? Is there a there a character that you would like to see most return for the final season?
5: You know, I, you know I've always been partial to Ronald oh. Burnett and Destro. This is me, for sure. I just always... I've always just loved that character and loved his portrayal of it. Um, yeah. I just can't imagine anyone yeah. doing it better. He's just—he just. Season two, I think, was our best yeah. season, and it's—it's in no small part of his. Life. He was a—he was a musical.
7: Well, I know you. I mean, I know there's not much you can say about I the crisis. To I don't know there's not much you can say about the crisis, but. It's one of the most iconic stories of the whole, of all it DC Comics What is it like for you after eight years of being part of, this get
5: to be part of that as Arrow goes out? It's just it's just one more thing that is like, wow. I mean, man, nobody could have called this, right? I mean, and it's it's, it's just lightning in a bottle over and over and over and over and over. So you just kind of realize that and you become real grateful for it, and just go, okay, thanks. So you're excited, yeah. basically. Very <laughs> much so. And and grateful. Thank you.
3: Thank you Thanks man Thank you
7: So final yeah. season Yes So Do you have a bu- Did you have a buck list Going into the season That you gave to the producers Like here's things I would love for, for Wild up Before it all goes out No I mean I think my, my process I, I let them do that You know and, and they
3: also let me do me You know They let They let me You know Kind of You know Interpret and dictate the energy of Renee, Um, but I mean, I I think I would have liked personally to see Renee fall in love. You know, that's something that I wanted before the show ended was to see him open that door, to see that side of him. Um, You know, we saw him with his wife and how she dies tragically, um, but. I felt like last season would have been a nice opportunity to kind of see him, you know, with Oliver's half-sister maybe fall in love and open that door, but that never happened. didn't happen. She, she was evil. She was, she was bad. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I do love the idea of him just being a dad, and we've seen that, you know.
1: His daughter is the love of his life. Yes.
3: Yes, she is. Yes, she is.
1: And in regards to to Zoe, you know, we have a pretty big gap now to fill uh her being a child in the present day storyline to jump to the future where she is just totally badass has a, has a very, at least as we saw in the beginning of season 7, had a very different relationship to Renee than she did when she was a kid. So how does how does season 8, how, how does their relationship develop? We're obviously not going to get too much into her teen years, but how do we go continue to eat?
3: Right, I mean, that's a very good question. You know, we have 10 episodes, so there's only so much real estate we have to kind of cover that. Um, I think more importantly, what we'll try to do is kind of see her... Maybe find a perspective for her while Renee is on the road to becoming a politician because he does become mayor.
1: We saw that in season
3: seven. So there's a roadway to that, right? So we need to see a little bit of that. So how does she feel about that? you know Is she proud of him? Is she not proud of him? Does she like who he's become? you know obviously we see that she doesn't in the future. so we'll probably see a little bit of that.
9: Are we going to see her journey of becoming Black Mary this
3: season? I don't know. I mean, she's really young right now, like present day, and then she's it's twenty years later, so she's in her early thirties, I want to say, late twenties, early thirties. So I'm not. I I don't know if we'll get we'll get that far, you know, because I I would. no we'll have to find out like when exactly she became the canary. In her life, for, for us to know, so that's different.
7: You guys, you guys have the biggest crossover of all time coming up. Yeah, I'm not gonna spoil it. Don't worry. Yep. but given the, how big it is, yeah, as an actor, what is it like to be? What is it like to get to be part of that? You know, as Arrow goes out, and also ending on one of the biggest stories of all time.
3: It's incredible. It's um, I, you know, very grateful to be a part of something. Also very grateful to be a part of playing a character that no one else has played, a character that's been so obscure and kind of take wild dog and bring him out into the light. And I love that. I love uh, being a part of that. I love the idea that when we first saw Renee in the first in the season 5 crossover, he was, you know, had this banter with uh, the Flash and Supergirl. You know, like to me that's iconic in terms of who Renee is and I mean, hopefully this season uh, for this crossover we get to see him connect with more people. Are you going to see the five choreographies in each episode? Because I feel like any cast member that joins the show
7: uh, eventually end up looking you know healthy and hot and in shape. <laughs> 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 are you, uh, for your next endeavors are going to be a martial action pack like that too? Or well,
3: are you gonna miss uh, Yeah, I think, um, I think uh, to be honest I think definitely Arrow has And again, I said this on a panel, it was like, Stephen set the tone, right? Like, he came in here as an athlete and brought something to Oliver. And so, it it, it didn't, I couldn't come in there looking like a guy who was ex-military somewhat of a Navy SEAL and not (laughs) look the part. You know, it's just like, you gotta kind of do something in the gym you know, throw a weight around or something, you know, don't waste your time in there, okay? So, that was the plan, was just kind of like getting there, and I think it's become a part of my life, like I think, I've always loved boxing, and so boxing from, from now on will always be a part of my regimen, um, and uh, so yeah, I mean, to answer your question, absolutely, I think I will take it with me forever, absolutely. What will you miss most about Renee as you move on from the show? This is last I'm go- I'm gonna
7: miss
3: I'm gonna miss his uh, his energy. You know, to me, he's the guy who I would have been a fan of if I was a kid. Like I I wouldn't have I, I wouldn't have been a fan of Oliver per se. I would have been a fan of Wilder because I like the characters that have attitude. Those guys to me are cool. So uh, I'm proud and happy to have played him. And to see that side of him, you know, when he gave Flash and Supergirl major attitude, I'm like, yes.
2: <laughs>
3: I love that. Like that's that's fun. So I won't miss that.
1: Thanks, thank, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. thank you guys.
6: You don't. Oh, you don't. <laughs>
1: huh.
6: That's big news. He's handsome. What uh, big
8: news do you have for us? Mm.
6: Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you want to know? Everything. That's awesome. rather broad.
1: Okay, let me let me start. How many episodes are you directing this season? Are you directing? The
6: well, um, it was kind of a split thing. It was it was a difficult decision. Um, I've directed the last you know, three or four tired um, but this year I'm directing 801 the premiere I'm directing 809 um, and I'm directing the series finale 810 the crossover is 808 and that will be directed by Glenn Winter so I couldn't do I just couldn't do better it was just physically impossible um, and it was a toss up between that and that but the, the series finale is uh, I'd actually rather be doing that. In anything that you've
9: really wanted to do, that now you're like, oh, this is our final season. You know, we've got to do it—a fight sequence or something
6: always. And I, there's laundry lists of stuff, um, and every season I go back to that list and I go, okay, I wanted to do this, 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 um, or I did it. Like I was telling um, those folks in that direction. We only have a 42-minute broadcast time. Whereas like Daredevil, they, they have a full hour. They can do a 10 minute one or, you know, I can't because it has to be the rest of the episode and it'll get chopped in, into bits I and mean, we, we can't risk that. So we have to be very precise and surgical with, with how we deliver our action, for instance. So whenever we do something that we're really proud of and then because of broadcast time, sometimes it gets cut, you know, later, it's very disappointing. So whenever something that is spectacular that we really love gets cut, I always write it down and go, I'm coming back to this. I'm putting, I'm putting this in no matter what. So I'm continually doing that. I'm, I'm always like, what haven't I done? What haven't I done? Let's try not do ourselves. And I've, you know, I've got literally a list on my phone of um, this, 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 that, this, that.
9: that. Maybe at the end we can have all of the cool cut scenes
6: all just put together. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well I uh, yeah, that's something else <laughs> discussing over there was putting together um, a director's cut of all like all my episodes that that I directed I wanted to that I wanted the fans to see. Um, you know What that would look like, like Quite often, I said 42 minute broadcast time Quite often the episodes when the directors cut it delivered are like 10 minutes over time Sometimes 15 minutes over time Sometimes 6 minutes over time But there's a lot that happens in 10 minutes Television series that you don't get to see And there's a lot of really, really cool moments And, and uh, visuals um, and emotional uh, stuff it seems that have just never been seen by the public eye that I love for everyone to see. Um, and somehow I want you know people to get through that. And you know when people yell at you on Twitter, they've really hard with their hands. Um, they yell at yeah. like that. You didn't do that right. I'm like, I'm not gonna every time I go. Well, I got cut out. You know nothing I could do about it. Um, but, you know, I do feel poorly that, you know, everybody doesn't get what they want, but it's almost impossible to make everybody happy because all the fans are so, we've discussed this before, all the fans are completely different. And, you know, everybody wants something different. You can't please everybody all the time. Um, you just have to make a creative choice and go with it and have an opinion, and that's it. You know, this is what's up.
7: So I want to talk because you're, you, you've really been part of the heart that is Arrow since the first season. You know, you started stunt creator and then you've gone up to producer and director. And so th- talk about this journey. The journey you've been on for the last eight years and like what you're gonna miss about it and what are you take What are you taking with, with you to your next project you're doing? Huh?
6: Perseverance, uh, I would say. So I'll be taking with me. Um, I started very. You know, I came on. I was doing a movie in Cuba. Got a phone call. Hey, uh, what would you do if uh, if uh, you had a character that was like a CIA agent? He was kind of like James Bond, and he was an Olympic level athlete. And he was a world class martial artist, and he could do parkour. Like, uh, how would you train him? And I was like, Oh, I'd do this. Anyway, and I, they said, Where are you? I said, I'm in Cuba right now. And they're like, Oh, well, talk. To me. Give me a call when you get back. Okay. Hi, how's it going? Hey, can you come down here right now? <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm teaching Steve martial arts and uh, uh, training him for the pilot. And they're like, oh, we can't have a fight choreographer on staff. And then David Nutter goes, we have to find a way to pay you. Let's put you in a scene. We'll break your neck. And
0: uh, <laughs> blah, 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 blah.
6: And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I got a cre- the credit as that guy. Um, the first one he killed, basically. Yes, the, the first one he kills. You okay, can't know my secret, uh, <laughs> and that's me. And then I um, uh, just stayed on as a fight choreographer. The, the original plan was to alternate fight choreographers. And then I uh, started of shooting... Uh, Greg in season two, and i was always talking about, about directing, I went to Greg in season two, and he's like, okay, you want to direct, I uh, really love what you've done, and the contribution we the show, give you an opportunity in season four, and Greg is a man of honor, and a man of his word, and the next thing you know, uh, I was, um, and I loved that first episode, and then we did another one, and you know, the rest, as far as the uh, producer, uh, Situation happened. I have no idea how long. Because they you to me nuts. and said, "Hey, well, we're thinking of making it. I'm like." Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Fantastic. Um, and they have to do with the contribution to the show and and the um, being the heart of the show. They, they tell me um, uh, as far as that goes. Uh, I feel you know very honored and uh, very fortunate to have been put in this position and um, I've never taken where I am for granted whether it have been like a stuntman man, I was David Duchovny stunt double back on X-Files and to this day now like every day no matter what I'm doing I'm pinching myself going wake up oh no I'm not waking up oh okay I guess this is real and it's I'm just very very fortunate and I know. it so um, I try to live every day knowing that and being grateful, and that's all I can be. And we are grateful so
1: much.
6: For you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Another one. I'll get you a Red Bull if you come on. Oh, please. I'm going to bribe you. Oh, if. Um, oh, if. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't? You don't? Drop dead. the mic. No, I <laughs> <laughs> thank you.
7: Thank you. How we doing? Good. Doing good. This is it. This is it. Last time yeah. doing this. Sad. So, I'm not going to ask for sport for on because I know you won't give them. But talk about crafting this final season around, I mean, with the crossover in mind and how it all leads to the end. That's a great question. Um, you know, it was it was tricky because you know, we've got two different
4: things that we're trying to accomplish. We're trying to accomplish the biggest crossover we've ever done, you know, adapting a seminal, beloved comic story. At the same time, we're trying to set up the endgame for Arrow. And, uh, you know, those two things really had to be considered in tandem with each other. And... I, I hope we've squared the circle. Um, I, I think we have. There was a lot of consideration given to, you know, what needs to be done in the Arrow series finale, what should be done in Crisis, how do we make it all work together. Um, but, you know, it's, it's been eight years of us figuring out tricky things, and I, I think we've kind of done it. I, I feel pretty good about it.
9: Can we see the future characters somehow interact with the present characters?
4: I'll tell you this. Um, When Steven and I were on the set of the crossover last year, we talked about how it would be a wildly missed opportunity if Mia and Oliver didn't get a chance to meet.
0: Thank you. So that's a yes. Yes, yes.
7: I'm just saying. (laughs) you just saying. (laughs) Okay. Uh,
4: you've probably been asked this: up. What are you going to miss most? I guess about making this show. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, actually, no one's ever asked me that. Other oh, um, sure. people. It, it's really, honestly, it's it's always been about the people because you know it's you know it's been eight years and you know after a while you you scratch your creative itches and you you kind of feel like you've done all the cool things that we're able to do and um, and it really comes down to working with everybody. I mean, these are not just the cast, there are a lot of members of the crew who have been working on the show since the pilot, and I'm going to miss working with all these people who I really, really have come to know and love and enjoy, and, um, you know, we're all right now united in the effort to make something great and end the show strong, but, you know, when we get closer to the end, I, I think the reality of... Wow, we don't get to do this anymore, it's gonna it's gonna hit really hard and uh, then I'm gonna need to you know go drink stuff.
7: So after, after Arrow lands, uh, is this gonna be called Arrowverse? What's it gonna be called? I hope
4: so. I mean I, I would I, I hope so. Uh, it's really up to all wow. of you people. Oh. You know. Um it's a nickname you you guys tell us.
7: I know from a production standpoint, it's probably not likely, but one of the defining relationships in the was has been Oliver and Barry's relationship. Yes. We don't see them very often together. What are the chances before the crossover that we see them on? Could they cross paths before the crossover?
4: Um, you know, we, we have talked about it, um, and it, it's it's absolutely a possibility. We haven't ruled it out. I will say this: you know, last week I pitched the crossover to the network and the week before that I pitched the crossover to the studio and a big part of the pitch was basically acknowledging the fact that for all these past years in every crossover Oliver and Barry have really been the core that have, has run through the crossovers and that's absolutely true in this year's crossover so um, you know, whether it happens before the crossover again it's something we've talked about but for sure in the crossover that's a key relationship
1: that Thank you. we, you know, every year, um, every show, there's this idea of the big bad, and, and oh, you know, wins the battle, you know, the person that's going to be attack, and this year, it seems like for all of the shows, that quote-unquote big bad is time, which is
4: a network. Yes. Uh, that's a great way of putting it, uh, The, the when, again, when we pitch it, uh, we talk about it in terms of destiny. Uh, you know, all the characters are facing some version of their destiny, and they have to react to it, and confront it, and, you know, in a lot of cases, rise above it. Um, that said, um, the, the big bad of the crossover I think literally just tweeted this out two seconds ago is of course going to be the anti-monitor um, from Crisis of Infinite Earths uh, LaMonica Garrett is going to play that role um, because there's no one else to play that role um, uh, you know LaMonica's perfect for it um, and uh, we're you know we're going to see uh, I think a, a real strong antagonist for the biggest crossover event
1: we've thank you, thank
0: thank you, you much. so much thank thank you. You. Thank you. Thank you.